We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train. Kreitz. All aboard! As usual, we are going to talk some news before getting into the waiver wire and then daily fantasy advice for Friday. We had some big news uh, yesterday in the association. First, James Harden. Out one month with a right foot tendon strain. The 76ers said he would be reevaluated in two weeks, but all the big reporters, woes, shams, were like, he's out a month. Um, arguably the fantasy MVP before the injury, 22, 7, and 10, hitting two threes a game. Um, Philly's four and five right now, and beats questionable. He's been dealing with an illness. Really, the bump is between uh, who gets a bump in usage and minutes. Tyrese Maxey and DeAnthony Melton. Um, you know, Maxey is kind of capped out minutes-wise. Melton should see some minutes. But Shannon, who do you think is the more impactful, uh, who is more impacted positively by Harden's absence here between those two guys? Or is there even a third guy, maybe? Well, yeah, I do. I do think there's a third guy. But I, I think Melton's going to see the biggest jump. I know we're going to talk about him in detail later. Uh, but, but he's just, he's the guy who's, you know, going from playing a part-time role to assumingly, I'm assuming he's going to see 30 plus minutes per game. Uh, I really don't think that the Sixers have someone else that they can run out in that spot. Uh, so Melton should get the vast majority of minutes. Uh, it, you know, it's not worth running, giving half those minutes to Korkmaz or, or Shake Milton. Um, so it should be Melton. Maxi. In my opinion, Maxi's already been great. I mean, he, yeah. he's at, he's playing 38 minutes per 24 points, 3.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists. You know, Maxi might see some more shots, but even that, I mean, he's already taking 17 attempts per game. I I would be surprised. You know, Maxi's had some big games. He's coming off a 32 point heater. He had a 44 point uh, 15 for 20 from the floor game just the other night as well. Nine for 12 from downtown. So he'll have nights like that, but I, I it's hard for me to believe Maxie's much more than the 24, 25 points that he's already at right now. Uh, so look for Melton to step up. And then Tobias Harris, who has taken a step back this year and played a le- lesser role, I expect him to step up and be kind of, you know, you have Embiid as the one option and then Maxie and Harris as, as option 2A and 2B. 
uh, now that hardens out. So Harris is the guy I see, I think, will bounce back and put up stats similar to what we saw pre-Harden with the Sixers. Sixers gave real money to D'Anthony Melton over the offseason, a four-year deal to get him away from Memphis. Um, yeah, I agree. He's going to be 30-plus minutes. Boy, you know, they haven't gotten anything from this Philly bench so far this season. And now they're going to look big minutes to guys that haven't done much. Yep. Ken, let's talk some Warriors. Yeah, Warriors give up 130 points to the injury-riddled Orlando Magic last night, losing 130 to 129. Golden State is now 3-6. and six. Orlando was playing with shooting guard Jalen Suggs at the point due to injuries to Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz. Suggs had a great game, 26 points, 9 assists, and 4 steals. By the way, Suggs is only rostered in 60% of Yahoo and ESPN leagues, so that means he's available, 40% of leagues out there. Uh, before this game, the Magic were second to last in NBA points per game with a paltry 105.9 points per contest. I will confess, uh, I bet the under on Paulo to score 20.5 points last night, thinking the Warriors would finally... Uh, Fix the correct things here. They clearly have not. Shannon and Alex, what is wrong with these Golden State Warriors? Well, I mean, defensively, you can't give up 130 points to the Orlando Magic. So that's a big it's part excusable. of it. No, it really is. It really is. Uh, it, I, I think it's just a matter of getting – you have all of these young players. They're trying to work into the rotation uh and mix in and it's just finding that balance they're they're gonna be fine i'm not worried about the warriors at all yeah their struggles are on defense right now um they foul other teams a lot although they have been um the past few years yeah it's, i think it's just trying to integrate the the young players they lost a ton of bench guys in the offseason and they thought hey maybe wiseman steps up moody kaminga and like i still think those guys even towards the end of the season could be meaningful contributors but Kaminga has barely played, um, you know, as an example. And DiVincenzo has been out. They just, their bench is pretty weak. And Clay Thompson's shooting has been off. You know, Clay Thompson himself should be scoring three, four, five more points per game than he is, just based on percentages for his career average. So you add another three points per game to this Warriors team, and they probably have a winning record. I yeah. think people, too, forget, and it may never come back, but they forget Clay Thompson was a stopper before all these knee injuries. He was a great wing defender during all those championship runs. And I think the shooting will come back before his strong defense comes back. Um, but it, the, the youngsters are disappointing. So yeah. far, it's it's been tough. I mean, Kaminga hasn't really had the opportunity. Uh, even Wiseman, I personally think they should run Wiseman out there with the starting five instead of having him come off the bench. Uh, it, it's tough for them to break through if they're not really given the opportunity. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of stats that show they, there's some growing pains with them as well. Wiseman's uh, plus minus is not good uh, for his career. Uh, but one young guy who I am excited about that, you know, he doesn't meet that 50% threshold that we discuss for our free agents uh, in the later segment today. But Jalen Suggs is absolutely one of the hotter pickups right now for fantasy basketball leagues. If he's available in your league, I don't care if it's a 10 or 12 team league. Uh, I, I think his ownership or his roster percentage should be much higher than it yeah. is right now. Available in 40% of leagues as of this morning. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Um, 
Alex, take us to yet more news out of Brooklyn. Yet more. Uh, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, uh, last night, Thursday night, Kyrie Irving suspended five-plus games by the net. So it's a minimum five-game suspension, but he has to meet some sort of uh, criteria in regards to – I don't remember what it was. He has to take some classes or something about how to not – uh, promote anti-Semitic movies on Twitter. <laughs> um, he uh, he apologized after he was suspended without pay. Um, you know, I, I if you want to find more information on it, you can look into it. Uh, but we have Ben Simmons out at least two more games. Kyrie Irving's obviously out five games. Uh, I just you know this that seems a disaster. I don't even know what to do from a waiver wire perspective because, I, well, at, at the very least, if you're in a Sunday waivers league, they play twice before Sunday. They play today, Friday, and they play tomorrow, Saturday. So we don't have to speculate a ton right now. I saw a lot of people in Yahoo leagues picking up Patty Mills. I don't think you should do that. He's not good anymore. Uh, he's it's not hard to anything. dribble with a cane in your right hand. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I like <laughs> Joe Harris, I think is probably a better pickup. You also have Seth Curry, who might step in into some significant well, Sh- minutes. Sh- got some wise advice coming the waiver wire section. I agreed with. Yeah, you. we will definitely touch on some of it in the waiver wire, but it is. I mean, thankfully, if you like Alex said, if your waivers run on Sunday night, Monday morning, you'll have a couple games to review. But you have a new coach in Brooklyn. We don't know what his rotation, you know, Jock Fawn's rotations are going to be like. Uh, you've got, you know, some interesting names uh, on their bench who could replace Kyrie. But at the same time, like, I, I don't think Patty Mills is really that interesting. Seth Curry, we, we know what Seth Curry is. We saw what he would do, both Patty Mills and Seth Curry. We saw what they would do with Kyrie out last season. So if you, if that is of value in your leagues, then those are two guys to target. Curry's dealing with some injuries. So we don't know if Curry's healthy yet. I think that's a bigger question. Well, it seems like it's an injury management thing with him, partially at least. Uh, But maybe this will, you know, spur them to bring him back. Mills will get more minutes. One of the more interesting names for for deeper leagues for me is is Cam Thomas. Uh, But he is, you know, I, I think, I think on social media, he's, He's been tweeting out, you know, hashtag free Cam Thomas. So <laughs> we'll see. This is the opportunity where they can do it, and they actually have minutes to hand off to the 21-year-old guard. Uh, but it'll be interesting. And, and, I mean, in general, I just expect KD to have a monster uh, stat line for the next five games. The Nets have four games next week. Uh, so from a, a short-term waiver wire streaming scenario, they look good. And I was joking with Alex pre-show. If I'm KD, I start to feel a little lower back soreness right about now, or maybe my maybe my knees acting up again. I can't believe Durant's heart's going to be in this in this season. Yeah. Uh, possibly not. I wouldn't blame him if it wasn't. Ken, we had Jokic. What a surprise! Post another huge game, although. Yeah, you could really he had a quadruple double because he also had ten turnovers. But they won big against OKC. And the Joker passed Wilt Chamberlain for most triple doubles by a center. Kudos, Jokic. Uh, fabulous. SGA had 37 points for the Thunder, who are, hey, they're 4-4. Four and four. Uh, But I got to say, I was intrigued, and I know Shannon probably was too. Jamal Murray's starting to heat up. He's now had back-to-back 20-point games. Last night, he put up 24 points. 
five boards and two assists. He had a sweet reverse jam that was on the highlight reels Beautiful. last night. Uh, can we get excited about Jamal Murray now? Yes. Uh, you know, the big part is the, are the minutes, uh, 32 and 33 minutes in the past two games after, you know, not, not topping 30 in the first handful. Uh, so seeing him get back up to 30 plus minutes per game is really what I wanted. Uh, I'm pretty confident we're going to see him on a per minute basis, at least produce in a similar fashion to as he did his first five seasons. Um, I think it's going to be a, a, a a big season for Murray and he, he came at a great discount in drafts. Uh, so maybe, maybe not the 21, 21, four and five that we saw pre-injury, uh, yeah. but 18, 18 and five is definitely doable with this team that has a lot of depth and some good scoring options aside from him. Jokic. I will say short-term efficiency, a bit of an issue with Murray. It's going to take him maybe a dozen more games to get his shot back. Eight of 19 last night did hit four of six threes though, which is great to see. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I, uh, we should also mention Shea Gilgis, Shea Gilgis Alexander, the number one player in fantasy right now. Eight category Ooh. per game. Uh, significantly, category. significantly above Kevin Durant in Z score at 1.27 over Durant's 1.15. So um, congrats if you drafted Shea Gilgis Alexander like 40th uh, right. this year after <laughs> he had that like knee soreness or whatever happened. And maybe trade high candidate. When, before they start uh, tanking, you know, I mean, he's not going to be the number one player in fantasy. Yeah, so if well, you could get like a guaranteed, if you could get a guaranteed like top twenty player for him, exactly, uh, hard to say no for that. All right, wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, let's toss out some examples then. Okay. All right. Obviously, if you can get uh, Curry or or a Luca yeah. for for SGA, you're making the pull. You're making that move immediately. Uh, what about what about uh, Siakam? That was the first Ooh, name I went to as key. well. Who also qualifies at center on Yahoo. I I would I would strongly consider that, yes. If I, I, do, I mean, I it may, may depend on position eligibility. I was just going to say, that's a position roster. Just, yeah, that power forward kind of center. That power forward center eligibility might just bump you up five spots on yeah. value compared to SGA. Well, 
Well, maybe, but, you know, who's more of a point guard? I would argue it's Pascal Siakam this season, who's averaging eight assists per game. Uh, It's that one, that one would be easy for me. There's other options, you know, like Donovan Mitchell, where where I think it it is almost just a toss up given the way SGA's playing. Uh, DeJounte Murray. uh, Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, SGA, I don't think anyone doubted that he had top 10 upside in him. I mean, last year I was drafting him at the turn in 12 team leagues. So it was just more about injury concerns and then tanking concerns, which. Well, yeah. here's the upside for SGA. The West is terrible. And I can see a situation where the Thunder have a chance to get the eighth, nine, tenth seed and might decide to throw their fan base a bone. Or are they too smart for that and just say, ah, we're going to tank anyway throw ahead in the lottery yet they have a, they have enough picks that it might not matter that's a good point that's a good point so that says don't go for it and rest sj at the end no i mean they have enough picks that they might have a top five pick even if it's not their own ah oh and go for the playoffs yeah i mean at some point you need to teach your guys how to win and you just can't let tanking behavior seep in permanently all right gentlemen well uh i think it's time for our fan feedback And fans, if you'd like to ask us a question for the podcast, please go to our most recent NBA video on the Rotowire YouTube page and leave us a question uh, in the comments. And you know what? Like the the video while you're there too, please. Anyway, YouTube fan Big Cells wants to know, Shannon and Alex, in a points league, would you trade Miles Turner for Paolo Banchero? Alex, I'll let you go first. Uh, Immediately. Yes. I mean, I think Bancaro's averaging like 10 more fantasy points right now than Turner. I know Turner got off to a little bit of a slow start, but in a points league, yeah. I mean, it, points league is, it's not entirely, but a lot of it's about usage rate. Right? And Bancaro is not going to stop being the number one option on the, on the magic. And there you go. Turner, you know, Turner's block upside, you know, he's, there's going to be some games where Turner does hit 60 fantasy points, but, but you're Bancaro's not gonna... obsessed in a points league, right? You're just, you know, you don't need to right. dominate the category. So yeah, Turner's a category winner, but it's a points league. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think in, in a, in a categorical league, uh, Turner, it, it, it's more of a toss up. Uh, Turner's definitely ranked higher on a per game basis in a categorical league, but points based, uh, you know, at this point, Ben Caro is, is almost a lock to be like 20 and eight. And then yeah. you have some assist upside. He can hit three pointers. He'll get a he'll get some defensive stats. It's really the only thing holding him back categorical are his percentages. So I frankly for a rookie at 44% in the volume he's hoisting, I think he's actually shooting pretty well when you give him the rookie learning curve. Sure. I would still like to see, you know, I, I still consider him more of a true power forward than than a than a player who has a shooting guard. Uh, shooting percentage, but I, I wish you were up to 48, but yes, he is a rookie. So, and, and even, like I said, even categorical, I think it's, I think it's a toss up. It's just whatever your preferences are. Also getting a nice block of game. Um, okay. Well, gentlemen, let's hear from our good friends at Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the officially licensed digital collectible of the NBA. It's a new way to connect with the game by collecting your favorite NBA moments. Top Shop's 24-7 secure peer-to-peer marketplace is where you can find the exact moments you want from your favorite players. 
Top Shot's daily challenges let you play your moments along with the NBA games for a chance to win rewards. Now, some say, why would I buy something I could watch for free on YouTube? But the thing is, it's not about just watching the highlights. It's about owning the NBA's greatest moments, like when Steph set the all-time three-point record. And once you own a moment, a universe of fandom unlocks for you, like getting access to Money Can't Buy experiences, such as hanging out with Cade Cunningham or getting an all-expense-paid trip to the NBA Finals. As the season tips off, sign up for NBA Top Shot today. You can get started with a $9 starter pack that gives you a chance at pulling moments from superstars like Kevin Durant or LeBron James. Don't miss out on this next-generation fan platform and start unlocking rewards and experiences today. Head over to about.nbatopshot.com slash rotowire to get in the game. Alex, the I waiver think I wire. cut you off. I, I, I think I cut you off. What's that? I was saying, let's go with the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought I cut you off on the fan question, though, Alex. Did, I, did you get any feedback there on Turner versus Benchero? Uh, I said trade for Bancaro, yeah. Yeah, you said make the trade. All right, I'm going to pause now for the video edit and say, let's go to the waiver wire section. Alex, start us off. Yes, uh, I will. I will say every team plays three or four games next week. Very busy week in the association. Um, but my available and fifty percent of leagues player is Marcus Morris, forty-four percent rostered on Yahoo, thirteen percent on ESPN. Uh, the Clippers—they can't stop getting injured. Uh, Kawhi Leonard—will uh, he ever play thirty minutes again? And also, the roster is full of old guys: uh, Reggie Jackson, Tomb. Yeah, including Morris, by the way. Um, John Wall, guys like that. But Morris has played well. Uh, He's played 72 minutes in the past two games. He's ranked 80th per game, a category value. That was yesterday, at least. Uh, Clippers only have three games this week, so it's not not the perfect add. But I think his play is mostly sustainable. 53% from the field. That's a little high. 37% from three. I think that's all right. But even if the field goal percentage comes down, I think he's someone worth streaming on four-game weeks. If you're in a deeper league, add him to your roster, keep him on your bench, and then when it's a four-game week, toss him in there. Qualifies at center in a lot of leagues. That's nice. Never been shy about shooting. That's why he was my dull suggestion of the week last week, and I'm happy to see you encourage that thinking. Yeah, yes, thank you. of course. Uh, Ken, take it away. Oh, yeah. Who indeed is my uh, available 50% of leagues? It is DeAnthony Melton. Of the Philadelphia 76ers, who we discussed in the news. Cheating a little here, but he's kind of your headline play. He, he yesterday was available in 59% of Yahoo leagues. But with the hard news, he's now rostered in 69%. But somehow on ESPN, only rostered in 17%. A lot more weekly moves on the ESPN scenario. Anyway, he's now starting with James Harden out for a month. He started before. He's got 15-7 career starts. Uh in which he posted uh, 7.6 points, 3.6 rebounds, 2.4 assists, and 1.2 made threes over those 57 starts. He's on a big contract with the Sixers. It's a four-year, $35 million deal. They very much wanted him uh, to boost their bench. And he's always been a strong source of steals. 
Every season, he has a per 36 uh, average of over 2.1 steals per game. In fact, he had one year where he averaged over 36 minutes, 3.2 steals per game. And the Sixers have a four-game week coming up. Um, Shannon, take us to your available in 50% of leagues pick. I'm going to go with two players here. First for the Nets. Now, like like I mentioned at the top, Curry will have some interest depending on your league format. Patty Mills, maybe Cam Thomas. We'll see what happens with the rotation. But one guy that's already a lock in the rotation and has been seeing crazy minutes is Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal is averaging 10.8, 4.4 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.4 steals on the season. He is playing 37 minutes per game. Now, his play has stepped up a little bit. He, he scored 20 points in the most recent game. I feel like he's going to have to take on a little bit heavier uh, of a scoring load with Kyrie out. So maybe just even a couple more shots for a guy like like O'Neal, who's already contributed in multiple categories, can go a long way to boost his fantasy value. So for at least the next five games, if you're in a league where O'Neal is out there and he's available at about 45% of Yahoo and about 80% of ESPN leagues, I think he's a great streaming option for shallow leagues and a great long-term pickup uh, for deeper formats. Nets have four games. Also yep. looking at two and a half stocks a game, possibly from O'Neal. And then the second player I want to mention is Jalen McDaniels. We talked about him uh, one of the past couple weeks as a good option. He's still widely available in over 50, about 50% of Yahoo leagues. And Jalen McDaniels should see a nice boost in short-term value. You've got Gordon Hayward's out Friday night against the Grizzlies. And McDaniels stepped up, played a season-high 36 minutes in the previous game that Hayward left early because of injury. And McDaniels did start in place of Hayward for the second half of that game. So Hayward's never going to be a big scorer, but he can get you, you know, with 30-plus minutes per game, he can get you 12, 13, 14 points, some rebounds, some good defensive stats, and, and hit a hit a couple three-pointers as well. So he, he's another guy that I think is worth streaming in shorter term, uh, in shorter format, uh, sorry, shallower formats, and more of a long-term play in deeper leagues. You said Hayward, but I know you meant Jalen McDaniels there at the end, right, Shannon? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Pick up Jalen McDaniels. In and place the uh, the Hornets are seemingly going to continue to list Rozier and and uh, Martin as doubtful for every single game this season uh, until they inevitably <laughs> never play. Uh, so I, who knows when they come back? Truly, who knows? Uh, my long shot of the week, Zach Collins. A uh, name that was, I think, almost completely got forgot about this past season. <laughs> Although I saw some people in NFBKC leagues taking some chances on him late in drafts. And I was like, you know what? This is not a bad idea. Center scarcity. Uh, he's seen a minutes boost lately. The Spurs were dealing with injuries. Kelvin Johnson was out. Vassell was out. Sohan was out. But uh, he's consistently seeing minutes in the high teens, which doesn't seem like it would be enough. But he's getting really involved. Uh, career high usage rate. Um, on pace to average career marks uh, in pretty much every per minute stat, averaging 8.3 points, 4.4 rebounds, 2.9 assists. That's huge. 1.3 blocks and half a steal. And that's in 17 minutes, uh, which is pretty much his floor at this point. So he's a 132nd ranked player in eight category leagues in 17 minutes a game. I think if you're in a deep league, you should add him 
Um, on four game weeks, he's he's useful. You can start him on a four game week with those stats. Uh, I think at the very least, you should add him to your watch list because, yes, I mean, if the Spurs trade Jakob Pertle, that's where then, I was going. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's he's gonna he's gonna be huge. He might rank like seventy fifth the rest of the way. Collins Collins had some value late in the season last year uh, after he came back from injury. Uh, he's basically doing the exact same thing that he's doing right now. I do think there's upside that he'll get over 20 minutes per game long-term with the Spurs, with or without Pirtle on the roster. He can play some four for them. Uh, it, it won't be the most optimal lineup, but they could have both of those guys on the floor together. Uh, so I, I like that pickup, Al. Well, I think we've all got Spurs this week uh, for our long shots of the week. I'm going to recommend 29-year-old Josh Richardson. Uh, what you didn't mention, Alex, of course, is the release of Joshua Primo which is opening up even more minutes on an already thin Spurs roster. Uh, Richardson was playing strong minutes even before Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell got injured. Uh, but most importantly, the Spurs have no bench. You could argue Richardson's frankly the backup point guard and the backup shooting guard, and he plays some small forward for these Spurs. Um, but yeah, the Spurs are a mess, even though they've got a surprisingly strong record. This team is not deep. In a lot of ways, the three of us are just taking flyers on what Spurs are gonna uh, are gonna do well after Johnson, uh, Pirtle, and Vassell. Uh, so I have Josh Richardson zoned in twenty six percent of uh, Yahoo leagues and rostered in only six percent of ESPN leagues. And my long shot, like Ken mentioned, another Spurs, Jeremy Sohan. I like what I'm seeing out of the rookie. I starting. Think he's, he's been sorry. I mean, he started. Uh, seven of the eight games this season for the Spurs. The other game, he was out for an illness. Also, if you look at his latest start, he only played 10 minutes. He ended up not playing in the second half because of that illness. He just wasn't ready to play big minutes. Wasn't Obviously, was still under the weather, it seems like. So I wouldn't worry about, you know, there's, there's, there's actually an opportunity here where he might have been dropped in your leagues because of the illness and then the, the underwhelming return. But if you look at before he missed that game, he was playing. His minutes were starting to creep up. His production was starting to creep up. You know, in those three games prior to the illness, averaging 13 points, 3.7 rebounds, one steal, uh, and 1.3 three-pointers in 27 per minutes. The fact that he's already been locked into the starting lineup for the entirety of the season, I think we'll see that for the rest of the year. And I do think there's upside. I mean, he's not the greatest offensive player yet. He's kind of raw there, but there's still, you can see the skill set. He passes the eyeball test for me. He's got some playmaking ability. He can make some shots. He's hit some big threes. He is a fantastic perimeter and interior defensive player. Uh, and he really just kind of reminds me of, of the, the success stories of young development players with the Spurs in recent past, like Kawhi, like Murray. I think Sohan's kind of that built from that same cloth, and I expect him to really show improvements throughout his rookie season. Let's hope he can keep his pants on. <laughs> He's the number nine overall pick for the Spurs, and we probably it's unfair of me to compare him to their prior number one uh, pick from the year before. Uh, all right, let's go dull suggestion, and this is a dull one, favorite of the pod. I think we're contractually obligated to mention him at least every four episodes. But Larry Nance of the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, he is rostered in only 16% of Yahoo leagues, non-existent on ESPN. He does qualified forward and center 
on Yahoo. The Pelicans have four games this week, and when Lance is playing well, he is a rare combination of blocks, threes, and steals. Uh, the Pelicans should find Larry Nance more minutes. I feel like we've always said every team should give Larry Nance more minutes. We never know if they do, but that's my dull suggestion of this week. General, uh, Alex, tell us about our good friends at Vivid Seats. The NBA is back. On behalf of Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team beat every other team live and in person to the sound of screaming fans. Thousands of them, in fact. I went to the Milwaukee Bucks versus Detroit Pistons game on Halloween uh, and got to see uh, Killian Hayes be completely irrelevant. Vivid Seats <laughs> believes I, that real... Yes? Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You used Vivid Seats to get those Bucks I tickets, did. Right? I used Vivid yeah. Seats to get them. Hey, Cade looked great. Jake and Ivy looked great. No question about that. I wish I got to see Duran, but he was hurt. Vivid Seats believes that real fans deserve to be rewarded and that you deserve a ticketing platform that not only makes it easy to find great deals, but also rewards you all season long. Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards with every purchase. No one else has that. They even have a 100% buyer guarantee that your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $10 off your first $100 purchase. That's promo code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E for $10 off your first $100 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. That's promo code ROTOWIRE for $10 off a $100 purchase. All right, gentlemen. Shannon and Alex, please give us your DFS early morning advice for Friday's matchups. I'm looking at a uh, a truly disgusting injury report in front of me right now that I don't even want to get into. Uh, but check the uh, check the Rotowire injuries page, the news page for when all of that clears up. Uh, some big names questionable today. Um, Twelve games today. Highest over under is two thirty four, courtesy of the Warriors at Pelicans. That is the second night of a back to back for the Warriors. Let's see if uh, they can <laughs> see if they can not lose to the Pelicans uh, as they did to the Magic. Shannon, uh, what stands out to you first thing on the slate? Best value players you're avoiding? Yeah, I mean the thing that really stands out is just that there are multiple teams dealing with injury situations that have really boosted the value of the players that are left standing. I mean we talked about Philadelphia already, De'Anthony Melton, uh, Maxi, Harris. All of those players are at a pretty good discount right now, especially Melton. I mean, Melton and Harris, I think Maxie's kind of priced up uh, because of his good uh, couple big games he's had the past week. Uh, But you've got a situation in in Philadelphia where you have some good values to find due to injuries. Portland, same thing. Miami, same thing. Jimmy Butler's still sitting. Dame's sitting in Portland. Uh, Anthony Simons is also questionable for tonight. Charlotte, we talked about Charlotte with McDaniels. You have multiple players, Rozier, Lamelo, uh, Martin. Charlotte is going to be extremely thin. So there are honestly like a handful of players from each of those teams that are viable DFS options tonight. But the pricing impact has been nullified. A lot of those players have been bumped up because it's been multiple games with these injuries. One player who I love at a discount 
And despite having a couple of back-to-back big games, has not seen a price increase, is Cam Johnson with the Phoenix Suns. That's where I was going, yeah. $4,500. He had 32 fantasy points against the Rockets on October 30th, and then 48 fantasy points against Minnesota on November 1st. He's back up three of the past four games. His minutes are up over 30 per, and and he's starting to step up. I mean, this is why he was a popular target uh, during draft season, and and I think at 4,500, it's hard for me not to have him in my lineup on FanDuel. Yeah, you mentioned it. He was someone I was targeting late in drafts, uh, maybe after pick 100 or so, because he ranked like 120th last year, and Jay Crowder is not going to play for the team. He's going to start. He got off, yeah, to a slow start because of an injury, but he's he's looking great right now. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. You look at you, you're looking at a lot of the values. You know, they bumped up a lot of these guys to appropriate prices. The injury questions make things complicated, but you can I think just stick Cam Johnson in your lineup for now. Uh, figure out the rest later to an extent. Uh, we have the Cavs playing your Detroit Pistons, Shannon. Um, you've mentioned to me multiple occasions that you are worried about the front line of the Pistons with Bojan and Isaiah Stewart. Do you think this is a potentially a big game for Mobley or Jared Allen? Uh, it, it should be. Uh, the it should Pistons, be. Yeah, it really should be. I mean, the Pistons' front line uh, has been – has had trouble keeping the opposing teams off of the board. So both Allen and Mobley should see decent night rebounding nights. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of targeting player players from that game because the Pistons have, I believe, the worst point differential in the league. Uh, the spread six, one of the higher spreads of the night, and one of the lower over-unders with 220 points. So I'm trying to target other games. I, I will say Mobley is a, a pretty – pretty nice value on yeah. FanDuel for tonight. So I, I won't fault anyone for going that route. Uh, but it's it's not a game I'm too I'm too excited about targeting. And we have uh, uh, before Boston. you guys talk Warriors, Pelicans maybe, like oh, I should yeah. have mentioned, the Friday DFS section is brought to you by FanDuel, as mentioned by Shannon a few times. Sign up for FanDuel now and compete for millions of dollars in prizes each day. Choose your best NBA lineup and compete to win real cash at FanDuel. Uh, was I right in Warriors-Pelicans was your next topic, or where were you thinking ahead of there, Alex? Well, I was actually going to toss it to you because we have the Celtics on the slate tonight against the Bulls. We saw the, a hard-fought game against the, the uh, oh, Cavs the other day. It was an amazing game. Great uh, overtime Tatum, game. Yeah, great Tatum, overtime. amazing down the stretch with the with that dunk on Jared Allen. Oh, he blocked uh, Donovan Mitchell's attempt. But you're playing the Bulls tonight any insights what you've seen from the celtics lately or how you feel about the matchup against bulls, the bulls had the game bulls had their best game of the early season in boston beat the celtics i don't want to say handily but they beat them well where vucevic really just abused the poor rebounding celtics so i expect another big game for vucevic because uh yeah rebounding kind of has been the problem for the celtics for the last year and a half so i love vucevic uh, even Patrick Williams could be a nice cheap option for the Bulls. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, that that would be my takeaway. I I think this game's gonna uh, be super close as well. I don't know why they're favoring Boston by seven. I think they're giving the revenge game a little too much uh, uh, reason narrative there. Uh, I think you know th- I wouldn't be shocked to see another overtime game between these two. 
Yeah, the seven point uh, seven point spreads a lot, um, but I think maybe the odds makers were pretty encouraged by what they saw against Cleveland. I'm not really sure. Bulls are they're doing all right. I just you know, DeRozan, just I so... guess, is struggling a little lately. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, kind of coin- I was just say kind of coincides with with Levine, you know, playing more and taking more shots and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, we can jump into this this Pelicans Warriors game a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, I watched the Lakers Pelicans game the other night. The Pelicans looked extremely disjointed. Uh, they just could not figure it out for some reason on offense. Ended up relying a little too much on Zion ISOs down the stretch, which went fine for the most part, but it didn't look as good as I had hoped. Uh, and then also the Warriors are kind of discombobulated too. So I'm a little worried this game is just going to end up being like a turnover fest. Uh, may not be what we hope it to be, but I think it's still worth targeting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either team really has the personnel to guard each other that well. I, I don't know who is like. Yeah, I mean, like is the guarding? Warrior defense so bad now that whoever they're playing seems like an opportunity? It might be. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure necessarily who's guarding Curry. Um, you know, for I, I, maybe you put Herb Jones on Curry and just tell him to figure it out. Uh, you know, Ingram is probably back for this game as well. I, I, that's probably why I'm burying the league a little bit. Ingram and Herb Jones are both probable for this game after missing four straight, um, you know, which explains the spread being uh, in favor of New Orleans by about four points here. Yeah, I think there's a good chance they win this game. But uh, Shannon, do you have any individual players from this game you really like? Or is it more you just throw some guys in there from this game and hope it pops off. Yeah. I mean, with, with Jones and Ingram, both probably returning, uh, it makes it a little bit tougher because you had guys like Marshall or Trey Murphy that were pretty good value plays. You know, we mentioned Larry Nance earlier, you know, you would assume with Jones and Ingram returning, those guys are going to have a tougher time. Marshall in particular, Marshall in particular is going to sit some bench, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a little bit tougher. Also, even a guy like Zion, you know, with Ingram back, he's going to shoulder a lighter load, lesser usage on offense, CJ, CJ McCollum, same scenario. Uh, So it is a little bit tougher to forecast. I still think I'm going to avoid Jones and Ingram in their first games back. I wouldn't be surprised if they have, uh, muted roles, uh, but Zion and McCullum are both still solid options for for their current uh, salaries on FanDuel. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for those DFS insights, and we'll remind fans: FanDuel is providing a special offer to all new users. Sign up for FanDuel, play one dollar in an NBA contest, and receive ten dollars free instantly. Let's go to the old man rant, Ken. Ah, the Brooklyn Nets. How low can you go? I've been hating on the Nets for over a year, but even I didn't think it could get this terrible. You know things are bad when the ineptitude of Ben Simmons ranks as only storyline number four or five. Read David Aldridge's column in The Athletic titled, Nets grasping at straws have many more problems than their head coach. I will never rant as well as Aldridge writes. Blow it up, Brooklyn. Ah! Yeah, you know, you know, it was the five thousand times I saw the Nets next next Nets sign Joshua Primo 
uh, that, that joke on Twitter, uh, you know, it's yeah. so believable uh, that it's not even funny. Yeah, they uh, they are really just uh, they're trying to make headlines. It feels like more than be an actual basketball team. They're like, well, the Daily News in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, man, if you know, if we're trying to compete with New York, we have to at least just be in the conversation more than if if we are on the front page of, of the New York Daily News more than the Knicks, that means we are better than them. Uh, as far as mispronounced names go, I think we avoided uh, any major issues uh, there. So thank you everybody for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by Top Shot. Ken, take us out of here. Yeah, I have an old quote from former player and former head coach Scott Brook, who was coach uh, Scott Brooks, who's coach of the Thunder and the Wash and the Washington Wizards, now an assistant, I think, with Portland. Anyway, Brooks reacted a few years ago to Bobby Portis saying he wanted to be a Chicago Bull for life. That was obviously many years ago before Crazy Eyes joined the Bucks. Anyway, Scotty Brooks laughed and said, well, I wanted to be a Sixer for life, and then a Timberwolf for life, and then a Rocket for life, and then a Maverick for life, and then a Nick for life, and then a Cleveland Cavalier for life, and then playing L.A. for life. Not everyone gets to choose their NBA fate. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>